Welcome to Find Myself Free, the podcast. I'm Ellie Young, alcohol-free life coach, mom, and athlete. I'm dedicated to helping others change their relationship to alcohol by sharing my journey of transformation. Fascinated by my own capacity for change after decades of gray area drinking, I'm passionate about sharing what I've learned from neuroscience and positive psychology to help you break free from the drinking cycle and unlock your true potential. Hear my personal stories of triumph and struggle as I navigate raising two boys, finding myself after 40, building a business, and doing it all alcohol-free. From women's health and cycle syncing to fasting and biohacking, this podcast is your roadmap to a healthier, purpose-filled life that starts with changing your relationship to alcohol. It's time to embrace change, find balance, and create the life you were meant for. Welcome to Find Myself Free. Hey, everybody. Wanted to pop in here really quick to make sure you heard about the Love Your Brain and Body workshop that I'm hosting live on February 14th, Valentine's Day. It's a one-hour live event from 11 to 12 Pacific Standard Time. And this is where I talk to you about all of the things that you can level up once you get alcohol out of the way. And we start with balancing our hormones and we also work on optimizing your brain chemistry because alcohol has been wrecking those two things, your hormonal balance and your brain chemistry. So we dive into all of the ways you can be creating a life to optimize both of those two things. So I hope you can join me. Go to my website and look for the Love Your Brain and Body workshop, and I hope to see you there. Welcome back to Find Myself Free. It is February 6th. We are beyond dry January. So this podcast episode is going to be all about healing after years of alcohol use. And this part of it can be, it can seem really ambitious, right? Because you've already done this really big thing of cutting out alcohol, which is no easy task. I speak from experience. And even if you're on that track and you're feeling better and you're committed to it, you still haven't fully healed all of the reasons that you drank, all of the anxieties, all of the stressors, all of the dissatisfaction in your life, all of the insecurities. Those things are still going to come up. Life doesn't stop, right? And often, we find that we are now treating those things with other things that also aren't healthy for us. So sugar, caffeine, those two were definitely the biggest for me, for sure. Overeating, for sure. And we often subconsciously kind of dive into other kinds of coping or self-medicating habits to try and kind of squash that discomfort that we're feeling. 
this rawness that's left over from what we used to treat um, with alcohol, right? And we can also get into this mindset too that if alcohol was often the reward, you know, for me it was I was working so hard as a mom, I got through all of these tough things, I've sacrificed all this stuff in my life. My reward was that I was going to get a buzz. I was going to drink. And you know, again, it was always subconscious. I was never consciously thinking these things, but I was subconsciously pulled in that direction with craving for that dopamine reward that alcohol provided. And so now when we we look for these other things. We look for other ways to reward ourselves subconsciously. We're just, our brain is craving. Some people get into shopping. I definitely had a little shopping phase too. And that one, you know, I'm okay with this idea of you rewarding yourself, especially if you kind of set it up like, okay, if I make it this whole week without drinking, I'm going to treat myself to a manicure. I'm going to treat myself to that new pair of shoes. Um, I think that's okay. I think if you want to use that as like a carrot to dangle in front of yourself, but just keep in mind that, you know, it all has to be within reason and you have to pay attention that if you're, you know, up late at night shopping um, in place of drinking and you're giving yourself a dopamine boost with the thrill of purchasing things, you know, just watch out for that. Just be aware of that. That's something you have to pay attention to. Um, and so much of the work we've done to confront our relationship with alcohol is about this awareness. It is about kind of pulling this coping mechanism out from our subconscious and saying, oh my gosh, look at that. I believed this action, this drinking action was going to solve this problem, was going to change this state of being for me. So just apply that to these other things that you're now doing. Like, whoa, look at that. I thought I was going to make myself feel better if I by eating this. Like, I think you guys heard in one of my last episodes how I ate this bag of Cheetos. And I like, as I was doing it, I knew I was doing it. I was like, what am I doing? And I still couldn't kind of stop myself. Um, that's how powerful this kind of subconscious drive is, this dopamine seeking behavior is. So the more you can just kind of call attention to it and step away from yourself, step back into the seat of your consciousness and just observe it for a second, you have you have a better chance of interrupting that behavior and filling it in with something that is actually better for you. So I think they call um, this phenomenon, they call it like cross addictions, where you re replace one addiction with another, you know, some people it's cigarettes caffeine, sugar. Um, but to be honest, I do not like the word addiction. Uh, I think it scares people away from confronting a change. So we will call it a coping mechanism. You've replaced the drinking coping mechanism with some other coping mechanism. So I would like to turn your attention to another way to approach your healing journey at this point. Um, and first, first of all, give yourself some major, major credit because with alcohol out of the way, your body is no longer under siege. It's no longer being inundated with a toxin that you've been chronically using for a really, really long time. Even if you were a mild drinker, if you were drinking just a few nights a week, it still takes time 
for your brain and body to heal from that. It takes time for the liver to heal and not be as inflamed. It takes time for your brain to start growing again because alcohol shrinks the brain. It kills brain cells. It takes time for your gut to heal. That one can take a really long time, especially because all the other food that we're eating, you know, to kind of reward ourselves now, perhaps isn't ideal for your gut as well. You know, a lot of times I think I rewarded myself with like all the carbs, all the pizza, French fries, ice cream, you name it. Um, it's like, oh man, I cut out the alcohol. I'm going to allow myself these things. So just again, awareness. I, I don't want you to take on too much right now, but I do want you to turn your awareness and attention to some new basic practices. And it's called biohacking. And it's what I'm going to talk about is specifically for women. It's specifically for hormone balancing. And which this sounds really complex and it can sound intimidating. It sounds sounds really difficult. It sounds inaccessible. It sounds expensive, but it's not. It's actually just really simple little strategies that you can use to start to heal years of cellular damage. And these strategies fall into a couple categories here that are like pillars of health that the biohacking tricks support. Um, and one of the most important ones is sleep optimization. This is a huge one because all of our repair, all of our healing occurs when we're sleeping. And if we're missing key stages of our sleep, which is what alcohol does, it prevents adequate REM sleep, you're missing out on all of that healing regenerative regenerative time. So optimizing your sleep with different tricks helps heal chronic sleep deprivation, which impacts every aspect of your health. Your quality of sleep impacts everything. So it should be priority number one as you get out from under the negative impact alcohol has had on your health. So there are a number of different biohacking techniques to support that, and they are simple and easy to incorporate in your daily life. And you're going to start to love it. You're going to start to crave it. It's going to be like a treat, like literally one of the best parts of your day because it will feel so good and be so restorative. Um, I love my sleep. I prioritize it. And it's definitely one of the things I bask in. I bask in the benefits of my good sleep now. Um, another one is obviously nutrition. And the key component here, the biohacking strategy that's most effective for healing here is fasting, intermittent fasting. And now what I coach is fasting for women specifically. There's a different strategy. There's a different technique than how men do it. And it's all tied to our cycles because the varying levels of hormones affect how possible it is for you to fast and how effective fasting is. Um, so we learn how to cycle sync. And this involves tracking your cycle, eating and or fasting, depending on what phase of your cycle you're in. And when you are eating, nourishing your hormones with food that either boosts specific hormones or it helps you detox hormones. I have found that cycle syncing 
is really powerful tool to get back in touch with your body after years of perhaps numbing your discomfort or pushing through. We are now tuning in and listening to our bodies and we can rule out being it being a side effect of the hangover. In the past when I was drinking, anytime I felt off during the month, I used to push through. Whether that meant trying to diet or pushing myself with exercise or not resting, denying myself the rest I needed, I never paid attention to my cycle or how my hormones were affecting me and how I could work with them instead of against them. So I I could do a whole episode on cycle syncing and fasting for women, but I am going to dive deeper into that in my Love Your Brain and Body Workshop. It's coming up on Valentine's Day. You can sign up at my website, findmyselffree.com. It's, um, so it's February 14th at 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it will be recorded for anyone who can't make that time. Um, so that's where you will get the nitty-gritty on hormone balancing and fasting. But um, back to fasting, this is a huge healing mechanism. You give your body a break from all, not only just the toxins in the food, but a break from digesting in general. And so after enough fasted time, usually 17 plus hours, you allow this process of autophagy to take place, which is kind of the clean out of all of the broken, bad, malfunctioning cells, the cancer causing cells. And it can be incredibly healing and regenerative. Um, In addition, one of the cooler things that happens is that whatever bacteria was in your gut making you crave certain bad foods, the fasting can starve out this bad bacteria and allow the good bacteria to flourish, to rebalance. The more bad food you eat, the more you crave the bad food. In your gut, it's like the bad bacteria signals for more of that same bad food so it can grow. So if you're eating Cheetos and shit all the time, your body is going to crave the Cheetos. But if you do enough intermittent fasting, your body learns how to metabolically switch. Now, if you haven't heard about this, this is a really cool mechanism of your body. So it means that it switches from burning sugar for energy, like carbohydrates and sugar, to burning fat for energy. Now, when you first attempt fasting, it can be really uncomfortable because you go into a low blood sugar state because your body's used to burning sugar for energy, burning carbohydrates. And so those first few hours when you run out of sugar, you can be uncomfortable. You have headaches, you'll feel, you know, snappy, tired, all the things. Um, But eventually your body goes, huh, okay, we have run out. We need to go to another source. And so it goes to your fat and it starts to break down your fat for energy. And this is when you start to release ketones. And that's why people test for ketones in their urine to say like, am I in ketosis yet? Have I switched into that fat burning mode yet? And so when this, when your body does this, when you're fasting, it starts to learn how to do this skill. And so what happens is it starts to no longer crave sugar for energy And it more readily switches into that fat burning mode. So this can be trained and it's also a part of cycle syncing. 
you can go in and out of fasting cycles, metabolically switching from a keto diet where you're, you know, you're eating very low carbohydrate and you're eating mostly fats and, um, you know, protein to you switch out of that mode into eating like low glycemic carbohydrates in your hormone feasting phases. And your body gets really quick at switching back and forth between, oh, sugar burning mode to fat burning mode. And this gets makes it makes the fasting get easier and easier. This is a trained skill and the body will recognize when you're in a fasted state, there is no sugar. And instead of feeling these bad effects of the low blood sugar, your body will switch quickly into burning fat for energy and you will feel great. This is a really cool thing to do. I have had a lot of experience with fasting and I can speak to it that this does in fact work and it feels really, really good. Um, and so then you actually no longer crave sugar for energy. You actually start to crave healthy things. I know that sounds crazy, um, but I have done some significant fasting. I've done several 36-hour fasts, which is like a complete reset, and I no longer crave the crap that I used to crave. Um, one of the other biohacking strategies that I will get into more in my workshop is biohacking for stress management. So we've got biohacking for sleep, biohacking for nutrition, and now we've got biohacking for stress management. So the strategies here are the ones that I utilize are breath, breath work, and meditation. There's all sorts of ways to manage your stress, but these are two that are pretty easy to do and accessible, and you can incorporate right away on a daily basis. Um, some more of the more advanced tactics here for stress management are cold plunging and sauna. These have numerous health benefits, um, but as how they work on your stress management is phenomenal. Cold plunging takes you into this um, fight or flight state, but your body learns to acclimate and adjust, and then it rewards you with crazy dopamine boosts afterwards. Um, so cold and heat therapy, what they call contrast therapy, is, is something that's a little harder to access. You can go to these studios, these health studios where they have that available. Um, you can do cold showers on your own. You can do hot yoga classes. You can go to the sauna at your gym. Um, but these are definitely really cool biohacking strategies that you can start to incorporate for maximum health benefits. And again, I will be going over these more in detail in my workshop, the Love Your Brain and Body Workshop. Um, lastly, another category of biohacking for stress, ma stress management that I consider very important and personally love is future self-thinking, manifestation, visualization, whatever you want to call it. This is also a form of meditation, I, I think. Um, this is the practice of imagining the things you want believing them, focusing on them with a charged emotion, a really like powerful emotion so that you start to experience how good it would feel to have that thing come true. And what happens is a neural pathway is actually formed in the brain just by imagining it. It's like dreaming about it. The brain doesn't know the difference. It's starting to see it happen in your mind 
And what that does is your brain then starts to look for evidence and things that weren't visible to you before out in the world. Um, These things become visible because your brain is looking to make that thing happen because it's seen it before and it wants to be right. This is a function of cognitive bias, the brain wanting to be right. So it's always looking for things to support its notion of what it believes to be true. What it is now going to go out and look for that. And opportunities and connections are going to all of a sudden be visible that weren't visible before. This is why men. This is why the best athletes in the world visualize themselves scoring the goal, making the basket, hitting the winning shot, the championship. This works. It's a real function of the brain and it is very cool and you can hack it and you can harness it. And this is definitely a skill that I help you develop in my one-on-one coaching. Um, So just for fun, as you're listening to this, I want you to imagine that you are now incorporating several of these biohacking strategies and you're starting to feel amazing. You're experiencing healing in a way that you haven't in a long time. You feel rested, nourished, and energized by all the little habits you're doing that are now starting to stack up. So again, I am going to be going over all of these techniques in more depth in my Love Your Brain and Body workshop coming up on Valentine's Day. You don't want to miss it. It's like an introduction to all of the healing avenues you can explore now that alcohol is out of the way. And they are not meant to be intimidating. I think when people hear hormone balancing and biohacking or dopamine stacking, they think it involves like blood tests and lots of measurements and expensive supplements. And that is not at all what this is about. Ultimately, what these healing efforts are about is tuning into our bodies, our needs, creating lives that we don't need to check out from. So for many of you, you're like new alcohol-free babies and your healing journey has just begun. You've managed to do this big thing, cutting out alcohol, and that is such an undertaking that it's really hard to ask for more out of yourselves right now, more change, more discipline, more effort. I never really even recommend dieting during these early stages. But what we do notice is that even though we're feeling so much better without the alcohol, the reasons we were drinking are still there. The pain, the stress, the dissatisfaction, the insecurities, they're all still there. And we have to be careful and at least create awareness of the things that need to be healed And to be honest, know that ice cream and scrolling our phone is not going to fix it. But I want you to know this is not about perfecting ourselves. This isn't about denying ourselves all the pleasures, you know, no treats. Oh, we're going to starve ourselves. We don't drink anymore. And now we're going to fast and starve ourselves, right? No. But this is about reprogramming the way we reward ourselves, questioning. Is alcohol or bad food, were they really rewards? Why did we reward ourselves in that way? When we start to understand our brain chemistry, the dopamine reward system, and how it can work for us or against us, it allows you to use these tactics 
to make yourself feel really good in a sustained way, to heal internally years of cellular damage, to feel like you've reversed aged, and to have balanced mental health that you didn't know was possible. So many women my age believe it's all downhill from here, that we have to accept that our bodies, our brains, our mental health are just on a slow decline. Yet so much of this is caused by hormonal imbalance and alcohol is one of the biggest culprits for disrupting it. So if you can cut alcohol, and I get it, that is not a small undertaking, but so much will improve when you do it. And then you can learn to cycle sync, listen to your body and fine tune to your hormonal needs and really, really feel your best. You deserve to feel good during this decade. And don't let the idea of biohacking intimidate you. These strategies are simple and easy to incorporate. And with alcohol out of the way, your healing and growth will skyrocket. Imagine it. Believe in this possibility. Three years ago, I was hungover every day, but I didn't even really notice because it was such a normal state for me. I had bloodshot eyes. My skin was gray and tired. I was bloated and riddled with anxiety and overwhelm all the time. My first year alcohol-free, most of that improved, but I was eating sugar and pounding caffeine. I finally got my diet under control two years after I was alcohol-free, and it was cycle syncing and the biohacking that helped me change my relationship with food and look at my health and level up my health in a completely new way. I can't wait to dive more into these techniques with you in my workshop, so I do hope you join me. Go to findmyselffree.com and check out the Love Your Brain and Body workshop. Thank you so much for being here. As always, I am with you. You got this. Hey team, you've just listened to an episode of Find Myself Free. And if some part of this left you wanting more, if your curiosity has been piqued and your intuition is telling you, I'm ready for more, I'm ready to look at my relationship to alcohol and find out just how much it's holding me back, then check out my coaching offers at findmyselffree.com. For those ready to kickstart a change privately on their own time, I offer the Brave Course, a seven-day program to shift your mindset around alcohol and connect with your future self. This is chock full of all of the information that was key to my transformation. If you're looking for additional support, I also offer one-on-one coaching. I worked with a coach for four months at the start of my alcohol-free journey, and it made all the difference. Being able to talk to someone who knew what I was going through and could help me navigate my new world gave me a foundation of support I could build on, and it's a big reason why I'm a coach today. I want to help others find their freedom and level up their health. If this sounds good to you, then connect with me at findmyselffree.com. Listen to that intuition that was telling you you are meant for more. I'm with you. You got this.